With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Combine. 
platform, these unknown players, these once unknown players, are now becoming factors for their team's success um, in the league. And in 2020, um, it did not slow down. It actually progressed with these um, players, these gems, these unknown gems at one time before, before they got to the league. They had, had made some strides this year, and then several of them were able to help lead their team to playoffs to be able to play in a Super, uh, super Wild Card weekend, which was every word that was meant, super. That's a lot of super games, things, and certain games went the way we was not expecting. You know, we wasn't expecting certain upsets, but it happened. But this is why we love the NFL. This is why we love football. I'm going to get right into it, and we're going to talk about what happened during the Super Wild Card weekend, and then we're going to focus on the divisional round playoffs. This is where a lot – this is where it gets even more intense. You know, believe it or not, as fast as this game is, as, in, as emotional this game is, as physical as this game is, no part of the season, no part in the season will be faster. No part in the season will be more physical. No part during the season is going to be more of a mental strain than this weekend right here because the end is near and everybody is pressing. So this is where you're going to see your best football played completely. Now, we're going to talk about what happened at Super uh, Wild Card Weekend in regards to the players who came through the NFL Regional Combine, and there were some excellent plays uh, from several, several players. One of my favorite players who you hear me talk about many a times, many a times during – the um plays during the course of the season was is cornerback for the Indianapolis Colts, Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore has been, I would say, nothing short of being fantastic for the Colts ever since he signed with them in two thousand seventeen. He is truly a legit player in this league and I tell you man, he he's 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 someone that's very, very special. Now against the Indian um against the Buffalo Bills he was able to get out there, do what he was able to do to try to help his team get to the next round. In this game, he was able to to finish with five tackles, five tackles in this game. Um, they were in this game um, the whole way, almost had a chance, an opportunity to actually win this game and pull, um, a, uh, pull the victory out. But unfortunately, they were not able to. But he still was able to get out with the five tackles that he had in this game. Now, during the course of this season, he finished with 80 tackles. That's the most he had in a, um, in a single season was the um, 80 tackles that he able, he was able to get this year. He had four interceptions, and out of the four interceptions he did, he was able to get his first, first NFL touchdown, which was something that he definitely was trying to do, something that he was trying to strive for, for several years, got close many a times, but he was not able to pull it off then. But this year he was able to. He should have had two. <laughs> it was one play that was a little questionable um, in week 16 uh, when they uh, when they played when uh, the receiver did not have control of the ball. Like he had control of the ball, but um, he actually didn't. I'm just saying he should only because I wish he did because he's a regional guy. But the receiver did not have game control of the entire ball. But he was he wound up scooping the ball up, running down the, down the field and scoring a touchdown. But he finished with one touchdown, his first career touchdown in the NFL, wrapping up with the 80 tackles, the most he has had, ever had in one single season. I thought for sure he was going to be a, a Pro Bowl player, but he did not get to the Pro Bowl this year. But that's all right. He's going to have many, many opportunities down the road if he continues to play the way he has been playing. So, Kenny Moore, great season. Keep up the good work. Looking forward to seeing 
we can do in 2021. Now, the Seattle Seahawks, good season. Quentin Dunbar, um, cornerback, was injured with on IR towards the middle part of the season, so he didn't get a chance to finish out the rest of the season with the Seahawks. But Vincent Mileway, defensive end, he wound up finishing in that game with two tackles. Um, during the course of the season, he always found a way to make a big play at the end of the game, at the end of the game against the opposing quarterback. Um, this game, he did not get to make that type of play that we was expecting, but the Seahawks was competitive for a majority of the game, and he was out there being competitive, taking a lot of pressure off Carl, um, Carlos Dunlap and several other defenders as they were trying to make plays to stop Jared Goff in that game. But we know from the end of that game that the Rams have moved on. Benson, he had himself a, a solid season this year, so we definitely want to see kudos and look forward to seeing where he may land in 2021. He only signed a one-year deal. He's been a one-year deal signing player uh, for a while, but I really believe with the season that he had and knowing that Pete Carroll, head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, wished that he had Benson for the whole year. Benson played for majority of the year. He did miss a couple of games, but no telling where that season probably would have been if he was on the field um, during those times, you know. So I know that Pete Carroll likes him a lot. This was his second time he had, he was with the Seattle Seahawks. He was with them in that Super Bowl year when they had won. Um, he was pretty much on the practice squad. This year he was acclimated in the starting lineup for several games. And I'm quite sure Pete Carroll would definitely find a home with him in Seattle next year. However, if he does not, he's one of those quiet players one of those Ed, he's one of those type of players that can actually get to the quarterback, a solid edge rusher. So I would not be surprised to see if he's going to be on another team or not. But he definitely will be in the league looking forward to seeing where he's going to land. But in that same game. Now, last week when I talked about this game, this game was about field position. And one of the, one of the things that the Rams had to do was to pin Seattle with deep, deep possessions where they had to go majority of the field. Now, we know that Russell Wilson made a career off of just making long drives. So going long drives down the field is nothing for Russell. But when you have the door for about 60 minutes in a contest, it can wear on you. And that was the thing that happened to Seattle. Seattle was facing – they not once in that game they had what you consider good field positioning because Johnny Heckler, the punter for the, for the Rams, he just kept pinning these guys back. Over and over again, he had one that landed in the 20, one in the 10-yard line, one on the 18-yard line. Uh, the, the receivers were able to make some plays with the um, – uh, make some yards on those plays, but not much because with that hang time that he has and that distance, he averaged about 49 um, – about, about 45.3 yards per punch. So he had enough hang time for the special teams unit to get down there to make the play, make the stop. And he was very, very instrumental in pending the Seattle Seahawks back, making Russell Wilson, these guys, hit the journey, majority of the field in order for them to at least get into scoring position. So Johnny Heckler definitely did his game, did his thing in that game against the Seattle Seahawks. Now, when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers came to Washington to face the Washington football team in the nation, in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., it was a really, really competitive game, you know, with uh, with Haneke, the running, the quarterback that played for Washington. 
had a, a great – I mean, he had a fantastic game. If something was to happen to Alex Smith going forward, I think this could be that quarterback. However, he didn't go to the regional. We're not going to talk about that guy. guy we're going to talk about is Cole Holcomb, a linebacker for the Washington football team. He had himself a solid game. He finished that game with seven tackles, seven tackles. Now, during the course of the season, you know, he ran, he wound up getting about 80 tackles himself in that game. Um, later on in the next, the next couple of weeks, we will, we will talk about the defensive players. We will talk about all the players for the 2020 season in regards to the NFL Regional Combine, break down their stats and all their performances. And we're definitely going to see what where he landed. But he's definitely one of the centerpieces that this team has that's going to help birth them out and become more of a defensive uh, front and be recognized through the whole entire league as one of those defenses that you have to deal with. It was a great game. They came out, was able to slow down Brady in this offense, but Brady and these guys still wound up becoming victors in this game. But Cole Holcomb did his job in that matchup to at least make the game even more interesting going later into the game. So, like I said, he finished with seven tackles in this matchup, and we definitely look forward to seeing what he's going to do down the road for the Washington football team. For the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Browns, the Browns last week we was hoping that Marvin um, that Marvin Hall would got a chance to step on the field for the Browns in this matchup, but he did not. He's a legitimate deep ball threat. Still waiting for him to really get out there and show what he's going to do ever since they picked him up off of waivers when the Detroit Lions had let him go um, entering into the week 15 of the season. So this is something that we definitely want to keep our eyes on to see if it's going to be one of those things that will transpire as the playoffs progress. But in this game also, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers had three players from the NFL Regional Combine that participated in that game. Left tackle, out of window, winning the waiver. I would say that when it was giving Ben Roethlisberger that protection, especially late in the game, in the second half, he did his job. It was a phenomenal job. Um, the Browns just got after them a lot because they knew that since the, that the, the Steelers was down, the Steelers were desperate, desperate to try to make plays down the field, which put, you know, more pressure on that offensive line to provide protection for Ben. And they did that part. They were doing that part in that game. Uh, Winner Lareva played pretty much every snap this year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Definitely looking forward to seeing what he's going to do as he continues to be in Pittsburgh. Uh, punter Jordan Berry, he had three punts in that game. He did land one of those punts, punts inside the 20-yard line during that time, especially with a critical time when the Steelers looked like in the second half they was actually starting to try to make a comeback. So he did his part in that game. One of the better punters in the league. Each year he gets better and better, stronger and stronger. Let's see how days will continue with him going over the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then Jordan Dangerfield, one of their defensive backs, primarily on special teams. He was on the field um, in for special teams. Uh, for the Steelers, special teams didn't do nothing too great in that matchup. The Steelers invested a lot into this young man. I don't see him going nowhere. So definitely looking forward to seeing what he's going to do with the Steelers. We're going to take a quick pause. We're going to go pay some bills. When we come back, we're going to get right into the divisional round of the playoffs. It's going to be exciting, folks. Stay locked in to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network. If you want real discussions on politics, social issues, racial issues, and other topics, then tune into the Bachelor News Radio Show. Listen live every Monday and Thursday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern at blogtalkradio.com. 
And if you miss the show, you can listen every Monday through Saturday at 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern and every Sunday at 5 a.m. and 3 p.m. at thebachelornews.airtime.pro. Listen and be informed. Greetings and great day, everyone. I am Elder Janelle Strickland, host of the Life Cafe radio broadcast from Maximizing Life Family Worship Center. I invite you to tune in every Saturday from 5 to 6 p.m. Tune in, maximize your life with the Word of God, and be blessed. Only on the Bachelor News Radio Network. All right, here we go. Welcome back to Lock and Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. And we have some stars on this network. Make sure you guys tune in to the Donaldson Files with Tom with Tom Donaldson and Coco Cockney as they will discuss politics on the right and the left while giving you entertainment news and guests. Listen to them live every Tuesday and Wednesday, 6 p.m. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you can listen to them anytime you want to. Go to the site, 24 hours a day. Check them out anytime. You will not miss a beat. These guys are fantastic, very funny, very informative. You definitely want to check out and hear what Tom and Coco say, especially Coco. She's off the chain. However, make sure you turn in, but also stay locked in. Make it your favorites on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Okay, now, here we go, folks. The divisional round of the playoffs. Here we go. This is where it's going to get, be more intense. It's going to be a lot faster. These guys are going to play a lot stronger. I'm telling you, the intensity, the intensity on the field is going to explode. So make sure you guys tune in and watch these games this weekend. You will not will not be disappointed. However, I'm giving you all some good information. I'm giving you some guys to watch out for. If you can, for our football heads out there that love to look for the underdog that's always trying to find that player that's going to step up and they're going to be able to say, see, I told you to watch out for this particular player. And then you're going to realize, well, your friend's going to realize that you know all this information about unknown players is because you listen to Locker Talk on the Bachelor Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars tomorrow today. Now, the Buffalo Bills, they get to host the Baltimore Ravens. Now, our guy Lamar Jackson is practicing with a wet ball all week long to try to get acclimated with that Buffalo weather up in Orchard Park. They say it's supposed to be supposed to snow. We'll see. You know, he's really not a great thrower yet, but he can run. But let's see what happens on that field, that turf. However, the Ravens definitely went had their hands for dealing with the Buffalo Bills up there. And if something was to happen to Lamar Jackson, which we hope that does not. No worry. Tyler Huntley, his backup, will step on the field. Number two, he plays a lot like Lamar Jackson. Uh, more better of the thrower of the ball than Lamar Jackson, but, hey, he's not Lamar Jackson. We want one of the best players in the league to be on the field from beginning to end, and that's what we're looking forward towards. But for this show, we're looking forward towards him being stopped. Now, being stopped by some regional combine players, first of all. Now, We'll talk about two guys, but one guy in particular that will have more playing time on the field, and we're going to talk about defensive tackle for the Bills, Justin Zimmer. Justin Zimmer, solid play, um, the, the uh, defensive tackle. He's, he's been implemented in the defense a lot more now um, this season, especially each week, you know, stepping in last week uh, against the Indianapolis Colts. 
he participated in 22 snaps. So that was about 28% of the defensive snaps that he was in on for the Buffalo Bills in that game. Now, he did not finish with a tackle, but one of, one of the things about a defensive tackle is that they're, they're known for taking on double teams, relieving some pressure off of some of the defensive players so the defensive players around them can make those plays on those big players on the field. And so not everyone defensive tackle is going to have stats that's going to show like an Aaron Donald. You know, he's a exception to the rule. He's fantastic, one of the best defensive players to ever play in the league. But watch out for number 61. He made a big play against Cam Newton and the New England Patriots in the middle part of the season that pretty much got his name out there a little bit more as far as um, the whole public recognizing who he is. But he is capable of making big plays. He's very smart, Division II prospect from Fair State up in Michigan. So watch out for number 61. And no telling what Sean McDermott may do as far as implementing Mike Love, linebacker, for the Buffalo Bills. He was promoted to the active roster, hit into week 17. Week 17, he had a big stop in that matchup. He played in that contest in 35 snaps, 11 of those, and then played in 11 special team snaps. Uh, as far as with being on the field with the defensive unit, he played about 42% of the defense, and on special teams, 31%. Um, he may have had a big stop in that particular game as well. He's a hybrid. He's very athletic, very fast. No telling how he's going to be used, if he'll be used at all during this playoff run. But by any chance, if you just happen to see number 56 on the field, that is Mike Love from our South Florida. Really how a big fan of his. I remember when he first came through the process um, in 2019. It was great being around him. He's very hungry, so I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do as his, his career continues and hopefully with the Buffalo Bills. Now, Kansas City Chiefs. And the Browns, we talked about the Browns. We talked about with an opportunity that uh, Marvin Hall may, may have been on the field against the Chiefs. I know he's still learning that, you know, the offense of the Browns, so no telling what the Browns can use him for. Last week, they didn't need him because the Steelers put themselves in a hole that they could not get out. So they really did not have to worry about throwing the deep ball um, in that game. They may try to take a shot in this game going against the Chiefs because they're going to need to take advantage of any type of mistakes, if anything, that the Chiefs may actually have in this game. But in this game with the Chiefs, the Chiefs had three players on the NFL regional combine, and they are starting to, especially two up, starting to really make things happen for the team. But none more than their center, Austin Ritter. Austin Ritter is a full-time starter. He started in 12 games this season. They get banged up a little bit, but for the most part, he's always he always been reliable ever since he took over the starting role last year. He played in 867 snaps for the Chiefs this year. So that put him around 79% of the offensive plays that was on there. And also he played in 82 snaps on the special teams at 19%. But this is the part that makes Austin, such a great center and a great player, that out of all those plays that he participated in, 867 plays, he did not have one, not one, one penalty called against him this season. Not one. Last year, he had five holding penalties that was called against him. I don't know what he did in the post, in the off season. I don't know who he had talked to. I don't know who he had met. I don't know what his wife cooked for him 
before it was time for game time. But for some reason, this young man did not have no penalties all season long. That says a lot. This is a National Football League where these defensive players tee off the ball with such ferocious speed, and it's only by, nat- by nature. You want to probably grab somebody so they want their quarterback. That talks about his discipline, how much he loves his game, and how much it means to him to keep their star quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, untouched. If you ever watch the Kansas City Chiefs, and you'll notice that Mahomes do not get pressure up the middle. If he get pressure because he's moving around, you know, with the edge rush is trying to get to him. But in his face, those defenders are pretty much untouched. He's untouched. And a lot has to do with Austin Ritter. So watch out for number 62 in that game. Now, in that game, you may see rookie linebacker Dana, Mike Dana. Mike Dana would have gone through the NFL Reason Combine, but it was canceled due to the pandemic. But this season, as a rookie, he did finish with 25 tackles, including 2.5 sacks that he had in his career. What a way to start off his NFL career. A solid, solid play. Watch out for number 51. Number 51, I've noticed in the last couple of weeks, he's not in your traditional weak side linebacker position. There was a couple of times he was lined up on the edge. So Steve Fagnoli is doing a lot of things with number 51, moving around, recognizing that his athletic talent is only going to, is only going to demand him to be able to do more on the field. And I think that's what they're starting to do a little bit more with him because he's really showing – that he's versatile and that he can really make things happen. And most importantly, he know how to get to the quarterback. So definitely watch out for number 51. Now, another player to watch out for in that game, number 90, Tim Ward. Now, I've been a Tim Ward fan ever since he came through the process in um, 2019. Last year, he was on injured reserve, so nobody really got a chance outside the Chiefs organization to see what this young man can do. But I tell you, 6'6". 280 pounds, this kid can fly. And he made his debut in week 17 when he was called up and promoted off the practice squad to the active roster, largely because linebacker Taco Charleston had suffered um, an ankle fracture. So he stepped in, wound up getting five tackles, including his first career sack. The cool part about this first career sack and Mike Dana, they both got their first NFL sack against the Los Angeles Chargers. Yes, thank you, Justin Hubert for being the guy, my guys was able to bring down to put their name in the stat books for an NFL stat. Thank you very much. So, with that being said, Tim Ward, number 90, he's someone to watch out for. No telling how Steve is going to put him in the open, uh, implement his skill set in this matchup, if any. So, definitely watch out for these three players from the NFL Regional Combine that's doing great things. For the sake of the site, we definitely want – for the sake of the process, we would like to see the Chiefs continue going on. <laughs> Just have to throw that out there. Now, Green Bay Packers. Now, we've been talking about, well, I've been talking about this guy for the past couple of years, Robert Tunyon, um, the tight end. Now, Robert Tunyon, he's new to the masses, the most of the public within the NFL, but not here on Locker Talk, not with Locker-Report.com. This young man come to the process in 2017 when he worked out in Minnesota. Bounced and came through the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions let him go. That's when the, the um, Packers picked him up. And he's been fantastic with the Packers ever since he's been there learning from Jimmy Graham and learning from other tight ends in the league, like the George Killers of the world. This year, he came off, bust out 11 um, touchdowns this season, averaging about 11.3 per catch. 
Now, finished with 586 yards, which is okay, not bad. But this is the stat that makes that jumps off the page for me in regards to Robert Tunyon. And this should jump off the page to you guys, especially if you love football just as much as I do. Not too many people who does, but if, if you like this, if you love football, this is going to jump out at you. Now, check this out. Now, Robert was targeted 59 times this season, 59 times. You look at all these big-name guys, 59, that's all. You know, well, he's a tight end, young tight end that's coming up, moving up. Not everybody is like a you know, Travis Kelsey, you know, you get targets, you know, get targets by the hundreds every year. But he's building into it. But out of his 59 targets, he caught 52 of those passes. Now, that's seven passes that he did not catch. Now, I watched every game, like I do all these games every week. The seven passes that shows on paper that was incomplete were actually seven passes that were not catchable balls. There were situations where Aaron Rodgers, the great Aaron Rodgers, was just trying to get rid of the ball, and Robert just happened to be in that area. But it was he was targeted. Those seven passes was uncatchable balls. So technically, Robert did not drop a pass all season long. That's crazy. Out of 16 games, this young man did not drop a pass. So it shows that number 85 is going to be around for a very long time. Watch out for this young man when he go up against when they go up against the Rams in this matchup because I'm quite sure he's going to cross that goal line again in his first playoff touchdown. I would not be surprised. I'm telling you this so you guys won't be surprised. Watch out for number 85, tight end for the Green Bay Packers. He's going places. He's going to be a complete stud within the next couple of years. By no mistake, by any means, that he's going to be a legit player. Eight starts this season. That's going to increase to probably 16 going to next year. Now, folks, thank you so much for tuning in to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Report.com. Now, make sure you guys follow me, any one of my social handles on Twitter, at Locker underscore report, on Instagram, Locker Report 100, all small caps, on Facebook, LockerReport.com, and the Locker Talk podcast on Facebook. But make sure you guys subscribe to the site, to the podcast, Locker Talk podcast on YouTube, and make sure, most importantly, you guys follow and listen to the BachelorNewsRadioNetwork.com where you hear this show at any time of your leisure. Make sure you guys tune in. Everyone stay blessed. Enjoy these games. Talk to you guys next week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. 
That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 